0: Everybody. Hey, welcome to Boost and Confused, episode 20.
1: My name's Matt.
0: I am Carol Ann.
1: <laughs> oh, thank goodness we didn't mess that up. That's not funny anymore, so I'm glad we got over that.
0: And you are catching us at a good week. We got a pretty interesting topic this week. You think? Yeah, I think so. Thank I have you. no idea what it's about. I, I know like the title of it. I, I don't really know... Anything about this topic, so Matt's pretty much driving, but I'm excited.
1: It's kind of like the new car we have. I'm always driving. (laughs) Shut up. Not until I put like you know like a scratch in it.
0: I've pulled it out of the driveway at least once, and I think that's good enough for now.
1: No, no, no. It's at most once. (laughs) You've only been in the car driving it once.
0: I get very nervous. I'm a small lady in a big car. (laughs) Anyways, all right. Before we dive into the mystery of this week's topic, a couple of housekeeping items. Oh, boy. First one is we are on all of your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, come hang out with us. We have a nice little community of like people who listen to the pod and then other podcasters, and it's great. Uh, if social media isn't really your thing, you can reach us via email, at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you about your creepy stories, weird encounters. Maybe, I don't know, you've like seen Mothman once, you grew up in a haunted house. Love to hear it.
1: Uh, I am also training a raven mail system. Um, so we can send ravens to each other.
0: <laughs> that's gonna be a few years in the making but uh yeah the first few options are, are a good one to start and the other housekeeping item I feel like I usually have more it's like the
1: sticker thing
0: yeah the sticker thing so uh if you tune in every week when we release new episodes so new episodes drop every Monday on all of your uh favorite platforms so um Apple Podcasts Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. The best way that you could support us if you enjoy the podcast is by leaving us a review. Uh, it really does help other people find us, and uh, this kind of goes for any podcast that you listen to, especially the little guys. But best part is if you were to leave us a review and take a screenshot and send it to us, we will send you some boost and confused stickers for free.
1: That's so nice this is my first time ever hearing this (laughs)
0: shut
1: up my first time ever hearing this
0: um i think that's well i i actually do have one other um random housekeeping item before we get into the drinks we hit our 1000th download this week which was really neat Um, oh my
1: that's that's so cool
0: yeah yeah so thanks to everyone who tunes in each week uh Mrs. (laughs) Mrs. <laughs>
1: I don't know how my mom plays this thing a thousand times. I have no idea. That's really nice of you, mom.
0: <laughs> but we really do appreciate everyone who has supported us this far. And uh, we're looking forward to 2021 because it couldn't be any fucking worse than 2020. So,
1: you know, I- I'm kind of getting some of those uh, those vibes like that guy who played Pokemon Go on his bike. We had like 20 phones and we just play each phone
0: that's what your mom does my
1: mom does that for like podcasts Mm -hmm. she just jacks up our listening counts yeah i appreciate that somebody has to she's the real mvp
0: all right last item before we get into the topic what are you drinking today
1: i'm drinking an old-fashioned
0: uh what's in it
1: well an old-fashioned is um it's bourbon whiskey normally it's a wild turkey a nice cheap one i like it a lot It's like a nice simple one. Actually, I think Matthew McConaughey is like the face of it. And I'm totally cool with that. I I have a huge man crush on Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I also made some homemade syrup, simple syrup. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some bitters and some orange.
0: And some cat hair.
1: (laughs) There's, There's usually cat hair in the simple syrup when I make it. And I just try and like pull it out without getting my fingers too burned. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the process. It's it's actually like artisanal, so mm-hmm. it's uh it's better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, you know, it's organic.
0: Um,
1: it's pretty good. I'm still figuring out the um, simple syrup to whiskey uh, ratio. Um, I like it sweet, but I this is a little too sweet. But it gets the job done. It yeah. makes the research just kind of just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm possessed or something.
0: Yeah yeah and i am drinking a spiced apple cider because it feels very fitting because the whole house has christmas lights on i've been watching trashy lifetime movies all day so you know i'm just kind of in the spirit
1: all day it's been like it's been like a week
0: (laughs) don't do this It's been like all week
1: i'm also slowly covering the entire house in star wars legos i'm uh I brought my entire collection from my parents' house, and I am slowly putting them everywhere.
0: If I put these two slave ones next to each other on the bar, she'll so never notice.
1: I'm just I'm comparing the intricacy between the Django Fett. Slave it's just one.
0: crazy. You can't see that kind of quality anymore.
1: No, the the new one that we got. I think the you got 20th, it me for like the, like my birthday. Uh
0: huh. The 20th, 20th cool. anniversary kit.
1: Well, uh, and now... Just,
0: you know, there's so many more parts.
1: Well, and now, spoilers, what's, what's going on in, in uh, Mandalorian is just awesome. hmm So I'm definitely yeah. feeling the whole, like, Mandalorian thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Even though, technically, <laughs> Boba Fett's just a clone of Jango Fett, who's just a foundling. So but it, it so still really. counts. It still counts. It's the family that, that you live with, not the family that you're born with, necessarily.
0: All right, before we turn this into a star what Wars talking podcast. About? I don't know, you tell me what we're talking about. You're you're Yeah, no, today. we're talking
1: about some some pretty weird stuff. Uh you know, actually as I've been doing the research, I just keep hearing voices. And What? Yeah, just like little like whispers and stuff. Like I think it was like the cats maybe at first. Uh but today I I, I guess we are going to talk about the Devil's Bible.
0: You know what? Actually, my mom's calling me right now. I have to go.
1: Well, no, 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 no. Mom, no, no, can no. you pick me up? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's also called the Codex Gigas, meaning literally in Latin, just like the big book. Mm-hmm. The big book. Uh, but it's also known as the Devil's Bible. Uh, to make it clear, we're not talking about the Satanic Bible, which I thought had been around for a super long time. I guess it was published in like 1969.
0: That was a great year. Went to the moon. I don't know what else happened, but.
1: There was a flock of seagulls. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels super recent, but I guess when we're going to be comparing uh, the Codex Gigas, which dates back to like 13th century Bohemia, uh, 1969, might as well be like last week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the devil's bible is the largest existing medieval manuscript in the world
0: okay tell me more i'm interested
1: it's three feet tall
0: Uh, yep it's already (laughs) got a lot on me yep
1: (laughs) yeah when it's closed it's two feet wide so when you open it it's like four feet wide open Mm -hmm. um it's like nine inches thick which is dummy thick
0: (laughs) two c's uh
1: and it is 165 pounds
0: oh my god
1: the yeah yeah the most unique feature of this massive book um, is a full sized drawing of Satan just kind of like standing there menacingly.
0: Is he on like the cover or no?
1: It's he's like just right in there. He's just he's just like in the middle of the book. Okay. Uh, and actually on the other side, so like he's on like page right on page left. It's the it's a drawing of the city of heaven. Okay, so just two massive drawings next to each other. And then on the right, it's it's Satan. Um, It's a terrifying drawing, maybe a little cartoony. uh, But he has this really cool. I wouldn't call it cool. It's kind of bad to call the devil cool. I'm not calling it cool. (laughs) Sorry, mom.
0: Did you learn nothing from Sunday (sighs) school?
1: (laughs) I didn't go to Sunday school. I went to private school. (laughs) Every day was Sunday school. No, no. what is interesting, I'll say interesting, is is that um upon the drawing of the devil is a loincloth and it's a fabric to indicate royalty.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um yeah, uh but totally google it, look it up uh devil's bible devil. It's
0: devil loincloth.
1: <laughs> devil's loincloth. Yes, so good. No, uh, it's it's a really, really big book. Hence the name Codex Gigas. And I think things like printing books are, are kind of lost on us at this point in history. Like we can mass produce books like no one's business. Like books are relatively cheap <laughs> unless you're buying like books for college
0: Yeah, and uh, the scam with that is that your professor wrote it and there's absolutely no other option. You just have to buy the book for $200 and you open it maybe twice in the semester.
1: Oh, I actually had a professor, um, actually really only like one or two professors who actually taught their book. Um, One of them, uh, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I kind of get why you do that. Uh, But like on like the first day of school, he goes... Um, all right, guys. Uh, so thank you for buying my book. Uh, just so you know, the price dropped in the market by $1. So here's a dollar to everyone who, who like bought my book. And so he walked through the class and just gave us a dollar if we had his book.
0: I once had a statistics professor who said, I don't care what version of the book you buy. It's all the same. Stats haven't changed in the last 40 years. So my book for that class was $2. And that was I, I will forever remember that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's pretty dope. I had another teacher who wrote a book, and all she would do was talk about how she wrote her book. So at the end of the semester, we all asked for her autograph, and she gave us all passing grades, <laughs> despite oh, it being a nightmare God. class. Uh, anyways, I, I guess it was a nice gesture, but like a dollar off of like a $150 book is kind of Kind of a
0: slap in the face.
1: But, oh, wait, no, my mom listens to this. I can't talk about what I would do with the money after selling the books back. <laughs> You know what? Just 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 scrap this. No. Nope. Hi mom. Nope. Love gone. you, mom. We're going right back in. Anyway. So yeah, book printing. Uh definitely could print like a thousand of these Codex Gigas in like no time if we really wanted to. Can we please erase this? No, I'm kidding. We should keep going. I'm an adult. Um <laughs> a book the size of the Codex Gigas, um being handwritten, which thirteenth century Bohemia was kind of the only way you could do it was by hand, which is what we're going to get into. Uh, written by one person, drawn and written because they would always draw on the books, like nonstop, might I add, would take between 20 and 30 years. That's if they never stopped to eat, sleep, or poop. I MP mean,
0: I mean thank God they didn't have cell phones back then because uh, a five minute poop would turn into like a 35 minute poop it's been know.
1: 35 years <laughs> so this this massive book which according to the experts whomever they may be say it would it would it would take you know 20 30 years the mysterious legend of the book's origin however claims it took only one night
0: how is that possible
1: well let's get into it. The story begins in 13th century Bohemia, which is I think now like Czechoslovakia.
0: I don't think Czechoslovakia is around anymore. Is it the Czech either? Republic
1: <laughs> It's that part of the world. I'm so sorry I'm so sorry Mr. Z I am I, a failure of of, of history. Uh, it was that area. Uh, there is a monk. A little monk named Herman.
0: Yeah, that sounds perfect.
1: Uh, He is... Actually, his full title is Herman the Recluse.
0: Yeah, I feel like I could get down with Herman.
1: He's in trouble. He's in, like, really, really big trouble. Like, he's in such big trouble that he's going to face one of the worst punishments available to him at the time. And we, we know that there's some pretty barbaric ways... People were punished in the old days. So Herman was set to be walled up for breaking his monastic vows.
0: What does it mean to be walled up?
1: Um, being walled up is pretty much you just like are told to go to your room. And then they just brick the wall. <laughs> they brick the door and you just can't get out and you just die of starvation and dehydration. Oh. Yeah, basically they just... Yeah, they brick your your door shut, and they forget about you.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, like I said, he broke his monastic vows like many, 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 many times, uh, like an absurd amount of times. And, well, actually, in the book he wrote, he has this. He he has like five or six pages of slightly all capital font. Like it, it's a different looking page. Pretty much. He writes out all of his sins. And it was believed that being sinful, like, you know, doing bad things could be uh, kind of reversed if you wrote Holy scripture. And so, um, in the book, he admits to the following, uh, sins of both mind and, and body
0: oh herman no
1: <laughs> no herman no uh some of his sins that he admits to are being lustful okay uh being too proud okay being gluttonous
0: i feel like these are not things that are deserving of being walled up
1: uh, being envious it gets worse okay. all right All right. fornication okay uh, and uh bestiality Oh, uh, okay, uh, Herman, be, no. Be, <laughs> Herman. No, Herman. No, bestiality. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll help you build that fucking wall up, bestiality,
1: and make <laughs> him die. Uh, yeah, being being walled up is exactly what we we just yeah. said. Basically, he would have been trapped in his room until he died. Uh, understandably panicked, Herman made a proposal to the abbot of the monastery. The abbot is like the the guy in charge.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, He proposed, hey, let me write a book. And by writing a book, you're literally handwriting a book, which takes years. You know, a a single Bible could take an entire lifetime of of work and effort. And that was your life work. Uh, He said, let me write a book that contains every piece of human knowledge before tomorrow morning. And it'll be the pride of our monastery. If I do this, you don't kill me by bricking me into my room and making me die. So like being very aware that this is impossible, the abbot goes, yo, bet.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Herman. Yeah. See you in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is win-win for me. If you do it, I get this awesome book. And if I don't, you just die. Uh, so the abbot agreed and Herman got to work and this is where I, I really, um, understand Herman's, um, situation, um, around midnight, he realizes, oh, this isn't getting done. <laughs> and I go back to like college writing papers and mm-hmm. it's, it's midnight. I'm like, oh, I'm on like the title page mm-hmm. still.
0: It's like a uh, SpongeBob trying to write his paper. And he's like, what I learned what in body school, school is... <laughs> The
1: <laughs> And he's just like this really fancy tea.
0: The house is on fire. SpongeBob, why?
1: <laughs> oh, Neptune. <laughs> no, so around midnight, he realized, yo, this isn't getting done. And so the monk, Herman, began to pray. To the devil, of course. To Lucifer.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Uh, he prays to Lucifer, the fallen angel, and he offers his soul to the devil in exchange for a book containing all human knowledge before sunrise tomorrow. And, you know, never one to turn down some free souls, the devil agrees and creates a masterpiece. It's a massive book, ornately decorated with gold and silver, written uniformly from page 1 all the way to page 620, uh, which is 310 leaves, Mm double-sided yeah I feel
0: like I feel like a 620 page book isn't well I mean it's a pretty big
1: it's three feet tall and (laughs) two feet wide pages it's pretty big
0: okay yeah yeah no yeah 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 you're right
1: it's pretty big (laughs) it's pretty big uh and mind you that at least that's how many pages are in the book now it's totally possible it's actually I'm gonna talk about later how some pages were removed from the book But considering these books were handwritten, uh, seeing no deviation from handwriting is certainly, like, mind-blowing and astounding. Like, how can someone write this much and not have one slight change in their handwriting? Mind you, in one night. Also, I think it's important to add that these pages aren't paper. Uh, These pages are made from a material called vellum which is like an animal hide. Uh, and there's an estimated 160 donkeys hides that were needed to create the pages for this book.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Oh. And so come sunrise, uh, the, the abbot of the monastery knocks on the door. That was a good knock noise. That was my laptop. That's, that's better. Uh, comes to the door and... He's got the book done. He's got the complete Christian Bible, an entire anthology of histories. He has medical practices, how to perform exorcisms. And then there's this pretty weird section about like conjuring spells and stuff about like summoning the devil. But we're totally not going to talk about (laughs) that. But I don't know. Like if it's a book written by the devil, he's totally going to add like, hey, you want to talk later? Here's my screen name. Yeah. What would his screen name be? Probably a, to- it'd, no, it'd be boy. like X underscore X Lucifer XXX666. You know, like super edgy. Yeah. Um, uh, and so like yeah, the the book was written in Latin, as most books in this time period were. Uh, but it was also written like it contains areas of Hebrew, Greek, and Slavic. I mean, the book was absolutely beautiful. It was, it was quite the sight to behold, but we're just hitting the surface of this massive book. So not surprisingly, the book allegedly written by the devil himself is bound to be a little cursed.
0: Just a little bit. You,
1: you got to expect it. Yeah. It's just like one of those like understood things. This is from the devil, it's probably got some pretty cool aspects. Always a downside.
0: A sweet loincloth cloth in there somewhere.
1: Well, cod piece. <laughs> it's a, a fat cod piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know what happened to Herman after he wrote this book. Well, he didn't write it. He copyright. He he just said he did it. That's all. He put his name on the book. Literally one of the largest pieces of plagiarism I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. As an English teacher, I'm disgusted, but also impressed. Got to say, when you fake it this big, it's just a huge flex. So I don't exactly know what happened to Herman after he put his name on this book.
0: Well, I can assure you of one thing. He's he's dead. True. He's dead.
1: I think that's, a, yeah, That's that's fair. And considering that there's going to be a 200-year time jump here, so 200 years, the monastery comes upon some pretty hard times. And they pretty much sell the Codex Gigas to another monastery, which is located in Brezhnav, Prague. And so soon after the sale of the book, the original monastery that it was written in is destroyed during a revolution. Oh, no. No. And so the, the book... Remains in the hands of monks in Breznov until the date of uh, 1593 when they lent it to the Holy Roman Emperor, Rudolf II. But Rudolf II never returns it.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's how it always goes. And here's the thing. You should never lend somebody something that you're not okay never getting back because that's Worst just how it works.
1: deal ever. And so I actually get a lot of uh, serious Lord of the Rings vibes from this book uh, because Rudolph becomes obsessed with the book and it fueled his already uh, pretty potent interest in the occult.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was going in that beyond section of the the gigas. (laughs) Uh, And so
1: the, (laughs) the, uh, the Holy Roman Emperor's family uh, is like, yo, you're kind of getting a little weird. We're going to take the throne from you for a little bit. And so they do. And, and Rudolph dies in 1612, but the book remains with the family. And it gets better. I don't know if it gets better, but it, more things happen. It doesn't
0: get better for Rudolph. So <laughs> No,
1: he's dead. Uh, he's dead. There's actually a, a really cool painting of him. Where everything, like his eyes are like vegetables. Like he's like the vegetable face painting. That's that's him.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to have to look it up after If this. you
1: Google vegetable face man painting, it's Rudolph the Second.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it.
1: Don't ever do that. <laughs> Don't you ever do that. All right. So was it 1612? Uh, he's dead. Uh, six years later, uh, 1618. The Thirty Years' War begins, and I'm just going to skip over 30 years of history. (laughs) The Swedish army, shout out to all my Swedes, they win and they claim the possessions of the late Rudolf and his family. That includes uh, the book, the Codex Gigas, the uh, Devil's Bible. Uh, This book is then brought to the Royal Library in Stockholm. However, in 1697, this all seems very close together. It's it's kind of a, a time away. 1697, a massive fire engulfs the royal castle. And since the castle is predominantly filled with wooden stuff, this thing just goes right up in flames. And so they have an extensive library, and the fires are just consuming the castle, like floor by floor by floor. And uh, at the entrance of the library are these huge steel doors. I don't know if they're steel; they're they're giant metal doors. And so the librarians like slam the doors shut, say we got to buy some time, start throwing books out the window to just save whatever they could save. And so you had to have had like two or three guys on this book because it's so heavy. They throw the book. Out of the window and this poor guy, this poor guy underneath this burning castle just walking and he gets just demolished by this book. I'm not sure if he died, but it's, it's, it's like having an average sized human being thrown from a window hitting you in the head.
0: It's very unfortunate.
1: So the castle is engulfed within minutes. It's, it's game over for the castle and the royal family barely escapes. And the cause of the fire was never really discovered, um, as they tortured the guys whose job it was to keep an eye out for fires.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah, they died pretty quick. So, it was at this point in history, the throwing of this massive book from a high castle window caused a few pages to fall out. How... Yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, however, it it, it looks, because like the book still exists, uh, it looks more like the pages were intentionally cut from the binding. Mm -hmm. So what was written on these missing pages? And there are rumors and, you know, hypotheses of what this could be. There's there's lots of them. I'm just kind of going to skim over what I think are the cooler ones. Some of the lame ones are uh <laughs> these were uh simply just pages of the rules from the monastery.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty lame.
1: Uh but there are some other theories that are well <sighs> the book contained things mortal eyes should just never see.
0: Like that loincloth.
1: Like the loincloth. No, actually that That page is pretty popular. It's like front page of the internet. Uh, Besides ways to summon a demon, like I think I touched upon earlier, uh, the book also contains spells that would give the professor of the spell immortality. There were also alleged prophecies of the future in the book and even a prayer.
0: That one doesn't sound so bad.
1: That when it's read from beginning to end would bring about the apocalypse.
0: Herman, no. (laughs) No, Herman. Herman.
1: Look, Herman didn't do it. He just put his name on it. Uh, So maybe it's better off gone, like these pages being gone.
0: Uh, Is it, though? You know, like, whose hands are those pages in? There's still some, some days left in 2020.
1: Oh, true. Well, they're probably dead. Whoever took the page is probably dead. Well, not unless they, had they read immortality. the immortality. No,
0: Herman. Oh, oh. If Herman could have just kept it in his pants away from those beasts.
1: <laughs> those sexy little horses, and piggies. Oh. oh, well, I was going to say I've, I've, I've just ruined my day. Maybe the fire was intentional as started by someone who wanted to remove those pages so that they could save them for a rainy day. Uh, but regardless, I've 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 ruined my day by talking about Herman's little horse fetish.
0: Felt cute, might uh, summon an apocalypse later. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> years and years and years later, we're in the eighteen hundreds. It's eighteen fifty eight, to be exact. And the book is located where it actually sits to this day. It is in the National Library of Sweden. And so we're going to go to the date uh, 1858 where a, it's a pretty cool story happens. So there is a porter of the library, uh, like a door guy who, uh, I guess on accident, falls asleep during his job and is locked in the library all night. And so the porter claims to have seen and heard books flying off of the shelves, clocks chiming, as if hours are passing every few seconds. And finally, sees by the moonlight the codex gigas levitating from its podium.
0: Ooh, that's creepy.
1: Yes, uh, pretty much. That person was found in the next morning, just like, like 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 babbling, and was put into a mental asylum.
0: They probably walled him up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there's just one more thing I I, I was able to find in the kind of like weird happenings of the book, post all like writing stuff. Uh, There's this really famous kind of edgy author named August Strindberg. Ever hear of him? No. (laughs) No. Uh, The only experience I have with Strindberg is this really weird YouTube video called... Uh, Strindberg and helium and it's Strindberg, the author who is super edgy and a helium balloon and it's kind of cute actually kind of endearing but he actually had a friend who worked at the library who would let him into the library at nighttime and he would walk through the library lighting matches as their only source of light until they could walk to the book where he would then read the book to them. And it's said that he would begin kind of mumbling to himself. And a friend said that August once asked them, can you hear those voices too? Oh,
0: oh, okay.
1: Can you hear the voices, Carol Ann?
0: Uh, My mom is calling (laughs) again. I have to go (laughs)
1: home. So the Codex still remains in Sweden. It's, it's, like in a museum you can go see it right now if you want.
0: Maybe maybe not right now.
1: I don't know. There's there's a lot of theories that it's just a really cool story. But I don't know. I like this legend. I really like this legend. I don't care if it's real or not. I just love the story. I think that that's pretty made.
0: neat. I'm still a little disturbed by Herman, not gonna lie. I think that's still pretty neat, though.
1: Look, worst case scenario, this monk did some weird stuff, had the devil do it, and it's legit. Or not worst case scenario, some monk did some really bad stuff in their life and repented and wrote a book for like 30 years.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like the first option more. I kind of like the first one, too. (laughs) Kind of cooler. (laughs)
1: It's definitely spookier.
0: Maybe Herman made that story up so he wouldn't sound like such a fucking dweeb.
1: <laughs> you wrote <read> a book <laughs> for 30 years? Nerd. It's like George R.R. Martin with that last Game of Thrones book.
0: Oh, boy.
1: I just want to know what happens. Because if it's like the show, well, I've wasted my life. He won't do that. No, he won't because he's learned.
0: Also, he's a better writer than than D&D. So,
1: Oh, D&D being the guys who... Yeah, um, no. Not skimped Dungeons out on Dragons. Game of Thrones yeah. to be a part of Star Wars, and then were then fired from Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, those ones, the traitors.
1: Are we becoming a Star Wars pod? <laughs> We've begun the episode with Star Wars, and now we're ending it with Star Wars.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't think I could do a Star Wars pod, but
1: I totally could. Oh, yeah. I totally could. I don't think I could. Oh, When at the end of the episode, they did that thing with the bomb thing. That was so cool.
0: Remember the argument that we got into maybe like a couple weeks ago, where it was something about Jedi being pilots? And you were like, There are no Jedi pilots. No, and I was it's like, quite
1: the opposite. No. I What
0: what was it?
1: Well Plo Koon's definitely a pilot. He pilots the Jedi Starfighter. You see him die in Revenge of the Sith in his Jedi Starfighter.
0: Like I'm not doing this again. It's too late. Kit Fitzo?
1: Great pilot. Really cool guy, too. Tells great jokes. But no. Um, that is going to be it for the Devil's Bible, the Codex Gigas. I definitely recommend you guys look it up. Uh, the picture itself is pretty is pretty spooky. Actually, I think when you Google the Devil on Wikipedia, you get the drawing from this book.
0: Oh. Yeah, we'll have uh, links to the sources, like always, in our show notes. And you should be able to see some pictures of the pages within the Bible itself. Uh, but also curious on everybody's thoughts if you think this is done by uh, the devil in one night. Or if Herman the Dweeb uh, wrote this uh, <laughs> over 30 years.
1: Guess we'll never find out.
0: Unless Herman did that immortality spell.
1: Oh. Well then if Herman can email us, this would be a really cool episode <laughs> yeah, for next Herman. week.
0: <laughs> Herman, if you're out there, we'd love to hear from you. I,
1: I'm not sure if I want to hear from Herman. No. Herman, stay no. far away from my house.
0: I was I was okay with it up until the bestiality part. So actually Herman, don't come near me.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm way more upset by the whole like devil thing than the oh. bestiality. I think there's I think they're both horrible oh. things. Yeah. But I think the devil thing's a little bit more ominous. Yeah. 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 I yeah.
0: mean yeah, okay. So I think that kind of wraps it up uh, for us today. I'm going to go look at some pictures of the devil and his loincloth and this Bible and, I don't know, get like a mental image of what Herman looked like. Uh,
1: you know, there actually is a drawing. So not not uncommon in handwritten books like this, the authors would often draw themselves writing the book.
0: Oh, that's uh okay. I mean, I get it. You know, if I'm writing a book for 30 years too, shit, I'd want some recognition.
1: Yeah. So you might see a few. There's a few drawings of guys in the book. Um,
0: what is it? Is it Herman being like, me and my friends?
1: It's <laughs> me and my boy Satan. But
0: it's actually like Herman and like horses or
1: something. Oh, we're back to that. <laughs> well, that's it for me.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, come back next Monday. When we will drop another episode about God knows what, because we are the best at procrastinating (laughs) topics. (laughs) So yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or email us at boostandconfuse podcast at gmail.com.
1: If you can find my personal Facebook page, I will send you the invite to the super secret MySpace page. Oh
0: god. (laughs) The coveted MySpace.
1: You will hear the passcode. And once you release the passcode, you will be admitted.
0: All right. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will see y'all next week.
1: Sorry, Mom. Bye.
0: Bye.